0: welcome to the Week at real af podcast one of the main reasons that vanessa and i started this show is to bring more positivity into the world and amplify the voices of women who are doing amazing things with their science and technology careers making a real difference in the world the woman we're about to introduce you to is doing this in a very special way she's helping kids turn their physical disabilities like a missing limb into superpowers where they learn new technology 3D printing, robotics, and AI, and then she's connecting those kids with engineers to help companies design products that are more inclusive. Kate Gannum is the program director for Born Just Right, and Kate, we are delighted to have you on the WeGraph podcast today. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So excited, and I have to tell you, Kate, when I first saw a video about Born Just Right, um, I was so excited and inspired. I went and told my husband and my daughters, I was like, okay, guys, stop what you're doing and look at this video because what this group is doing is amazing. And they agreed. So i um, really excited to talk to you today. If you want to start out just by telling us your background, I know you have a personal connection that led you on your career path, and then um, tell us a bit about Born Just Right and Make Just Right.
2: My older sister was born without a hand. So growing up, we were a part of the Lendifference community. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, how can we connect those dots? And what might that look like? So my background, uh, I had studied psychology and then got a degree in architecture. was kind of trying to figure out how to, to bring those together. I ended up starting to do these design workshops with kids and communities. Um, then there was a particular offshoot of the workshop we were teaching 3D printing and 3D design at that time, found out about the 3D printable prosthetics. So we test printed one of the, the 3D printable prosthetics um, and tried it out. And the functionality of it was not great, um, but we were seeing that kids were receiving those and feeling so excited about like, oh, how cool I have this cyborg arm. Um, and as designers for us, that beg the question of, why are we limiting ourselves to a hand when it could be literally anything that we want? And inviting kids to explore that and play with ideas around that and um, accept and celebrate the bodies that they're in instead of trying to to fix the, the problem.
0: One of the things that I read that you said I love is that you said we're taking something that other people see as a disadvantage and we're making it into something special and wonderful. And if you could just unpack that a little bit, because you're not just giving kids a prosthetic, you're giving them a prosthetic that is so cool that other kids go, wow, I wish I had something like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's, um, the intention is a a lot of times from what I've seen with disability is it's always problematized and people always want to fix it. and for a lot of these kids, they're perfectly fine just the way they are, you know, especially if you're born without a hand, your body's complete how it is. That's, that's all that you've experienced. So this two-handed ideal doesn't necessarily make sense for a lot of kids, particularly who are born with that condition. Um, and so for us, this was an opportunity to, again, to, to celebrate the bodies that they're in. Um, and look at other opportunities. You know, with a prosthetic, it's always going to be lesser than a natural limb. So what if we go beyond that? What if we kind of change the rules of that, that game a little bit? And instead of trying to emulate a natural hand, make it shoot glitter and sparkles or be a water gun or um, things that hands aren't able to do to just kind of, um, again, change the rules of the game a little bit and, and how that comparison is being made.
1: I love the fact, you know, coming from a child's brain. I mean, I, I'm a mom of a toddler and just the, the sense of a superhero or a superpower is so magical to a child I've read. And I don't know, just cause I don't have it, uh, personal, um, experience with it, but I've read that people with either limb difference or, um, sense difference. I mean, with their senses, um, they strengthen other things to somewhat overcompensate for the difference that they do have. So then in in a sense, they're almost, I feel like stronger than we are because we rely on so many different things. So they've enhanced their other muscles to, to really engage, um, in life, in a different way.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, that's definitely something that we've seen with these kids that, you know, when you're living with with a disability, you're living in a world that wasn't made for you. Um, so for them, it's every day, the amount of adaptability adaptability, and creativity that they need just to navigate their daily life. Um, it's It's constant for them. And that's definitely a skill that A lot of them have developed um, and that we see in these workshops that um, they come up with some really incredible things. And I, I think that all kids have an incredible amount of like usually pretty untapped creativity. So giving some space for that to be expressed and for them to make something real and tangible in the world is really powerful.
0: You are really empowering these kids. Well, really, in both programs, you're empowering these kids to learn about careers and design thinking and engineering and sort of STEM subjects that maybe they never considered before. So tell me how, you know, what it's like to be in that workshop, the beginning of the week, by the end of the week, and the the kinds of things that you see in these kids' eyes, the kinds of questions they ask, um, you know, is it opening up a whole new potentially career path for them?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess I can pause and say a little bit about the actual workshops. Um, So they're called Boost by Born Just Right. Um, And it's typically a five-day intensive workshop for kids with physical disabilities to design and build their own body mods. And typically, we have a one-to-one ratio of facilitators who are all professional designers and engineers that we've trained in facilitation um, to the participants. So over the course of the week, they're Working really closely with those professionals, Um, shoulder to shoulder, the kids are driving the design and the facilitators are helping them to figure out how to realize it and um, how to make their prototypes. And then what we do is after the five days, so they will do a presentation at the end to show off and celebrate the work that they've done. Um, afterwards, we partner them with one or two designers and, and engineers to continue developing their prototype. Five days is not a lot of time to learn a whole bunch of new skills and make something. Um, so they have usually four to six months with their design partners to continue developing their prototypes. So they're really getting to know these professionals really well and understand their craft really well um, as they go through it with them as a collaborator. Um, We have had a number of kids go through the program. Some of them, I think it's um, a powerful experience and a great reframe on what they're doing. But some have um, expressed that they're interested in going into engineering or design professions as a result of this, um, whether it be toy design or designing prosthetics. it's it's been a pretty broad range.
1: Can you explain uh, what type of outreach you have in place to bring awareness to the Boost workshops in each region, and then also what the cost is, you know, for these kids to join, or if there's scholarships for them to join, or is it free? I mean, just kind of roll through that so that if anyone's listening and interested in finding it in their region, what what's involved?
2: On our website, um, it's boostxbjr.org. Um, kids can sign up who are interested and we put a blast out to that network when we do have a workshop coming up. Um, We also have a very active social media presence under Born Just Right. Um, So we're always posting on there about upcoming opportunities. Um, In terms of the workshops, uh, they've always been sponsored and we've done them in partnership. Um so we partnered with Autodesk, Google, Brown University, California College of the Arts, um, and some others to and uh, Microsoft as well uh, to make these workshops happen. The workshops have always been free for participants to attend. Um, we've also found that since we had started with the upper limb difference community, and we're trying to expand that, we have expanded that to other um types of disability. Um there isn't a, a density of that demographic in one place. So families have necessarily had to travel into where the workshop is. So we've had to cover families' travel costs as well. Um, So the cost of the workshop, it's ended up being around 30 or 40 grand to put on a workshop. And that includes uh, a significant chunk of that as travel fees for families um, to be able to attend.
0: I'm curious, Kate, that engineers and designers who work with these kids do they have epiphanies as well do they go well you know i never thought about a product needing to have this particular modification for uh, somebody with a limb difference i mean what kinds of things are the grown ups learning from this yeah. program
2: oh yeah it's it's been a really powerful experience for our facilitators as well i think um for designers there aren't a ton of opportunities um to give back and volunteer your skills um, in in a meaningful way. It's a really special form of self-reflection on your own design process when you're not only talking to someone outside of the design profession, but a kid, usually in like middle school age, um, and just explaining why you do things the way you do, why you think about and see them the way that you do, what your design process is. Definitely like a a really wonderful form of self-reflection. It's like the kids are a a member of the team. They're just as valid designers as the professionals. Um, So that relationship I think has been really special. And actually some of the design pairs um, have continued to meet regularly. And continue working on their projects um, even years later.
1: I feel like children, you know, they're still at a point in time where they're not thinking about everything that they're about to say because they're thinking of like what someone's going to perceive of them or judge of them. So you have like this very fresh, raw feedback <laughs> that i think that adults need to hear sometimes like almost like this just innocent transparency so they could be telling you something that might be hard to hear and would be more difficult to hear from an adult but since you're hearing it from a child you're like oh you're more receptive to it and you're like well that does make sense
2: yeah yeah i think it's that it's the openness um and also most kids aren't yet driven by constraint. Like they're not only seeing the constraints that are in front of them. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm.
1: They see the possibilities. Right. Yeah. So they're not thinking of like cost or money or, you mm-hmm. know, just all the other things. They're thinking like, this is cool. And it would be cool if this thing had this feature. Yeah. And for a designer
2: to be like, yeah, that would be cool. How can we do that? Like, let's figure that out together.
1: Hey everybody. Sam McLean here from InPhase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, infase.biz. Thanks for listening. So
0: if people, if companies want to get involved, what can they do?
2: Yeah, I think reaching out to either me or
0: Jen Reeds,
2: she's she's very accessible. She's the executive director of Born Just Right. Um, Born Just Right, maybe y'all can post um, the, our website. It's just bornjustright.org. Um, and yeah, just reach out and starting that conversation. The the biggest things that we need, um, sponsorship is the, the biggest one. Uh, and then we're always looking for places to, that might be able to host the workshop. Um, or partners that might want to test out their technology in this way. So Make Just Right, just quickly, is a design consultancy that focuses on inclusive design. And all of our consultants are youth ages 13 through 19 with physical disabilities. So we're basically training them, deepening their design skills, training them in how to serve as consultants um, for them to be able to give feedback to um, designers, engineers, companies, um, whoever is working on something that would benefit from a youth disability perspective. Um, This isn't only intended for assistive technology and devices, Um, it's also, we see that there's a big opportunity for products and services intended for a general audience as well.
1: Can you also give some information about your uh, GoFundMe page in case any individuals that are listening want to contribute in any way?
2: Yeah, so uh, we also rely a lot on uh, individual like grassroots donations. So um, we have a GoFundMe page, like the kids who participate. We're not charging them anything. They're able to attend for free, and that's something that is important to us to continue. Um, So any donations uh, to support what we're doing, uh, are what we rely on to make this happen.
1: I have a question also, Kate, because again, you have this opportunity with these amazing kids. And since you come from a perspective of having a family member that had a limb difference, what's the impact that you've seen on families with children that have gone through this program? I, I'm sure it's been significant.
2: Yeah, so I think it's been great. It's been a really powerful just reframe of disability and how people are thinking about it and talking about it. Um, That's been really wonderful to see. It's also been a really powerful learning experience for me. Like there's a lot within the disability community, just like language to use and ways of framing things, you know, like there's a lot of sensitivities and so much context and history there. So it's been really interesting to, to learn more about that. And, Try to figure out how to impart some of that through this work that we're doing to, um, to help educate others on, on some of that history and context.
1: That's very interesting you said that because this whole time I'm I'm thinking of like, how can I phrase something in my questions where I'm not offending and I'm being inclusive and being mindful of what we're talking about and the sensitivity, but also not wanting it to be a big deal because that's what we're talking about, right? Right, yeah. So it's, it, it, I understand that it's a, it's a
0: fine balance. Right. And I think, you know, again, circling back to what you said in the beginning, Kate, these kids many of them were born with these limb differences. And so to them, it's normal. It's completely normal. And I think sometimes those of us who haven't been born that way or haven't had somebody with that difference in our family, we feel like kind of awkward. How do we, do we say something? Do we mention it? Do we act like everything, you know, like- It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's the elephant in the room. So it's, it's just helpful to have these conversations and, and to just be reminded or, or have our eyes open to the fact that these kids- don't see themselves as disadvantaged. They see themselves as just like any other kid uh, wanting to be, you know, a superhero and and actually having the opportunity to do that. So I think that's so cool. And I love that you guys are doing that. All right. So I think it's time to move on to our, our lightning round. And Kate, these are just fun questions, but also insightful. They tell us a little bit about you and allow you to share kind of your perspective on many things with the world. So we're just going to go through and you can, um, they don't have to specifically, your answers don't have to specifically tie to technology. They can just be expressive of your values and what you think. So my first question for you is, could you please finish this sentence? Women
1: are... Wonderful and powerful. Indeed, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) What are three pieces of advice you'd give your younger self?
2: Speak up, get your ideas out in the world And Don't be be afraid
1: to share your ideas. It's not always easy to be the one that's always speaking up, but don't let that ever deter you. What issue do you most hope technology will help resolve in the future?
0: Inclusion. Uh, What is one thing you'd like to learn more about? And it doesn't have to be tech. It can be anything.
2: I think in general, um, I'm really interested in uh, technology for making usually more like physical objects and spaces. Um, and that there's so much to learn in that area. Um, I think there's also a lot of really interesting stuff happening with AR and VR right now. And the interface of that with physical space, um, that's also really interesting. And that's something that I currently know that much about.
1: What inspires you?
2: Uh,
0: kids creating change, like tangible, real change. Last one, uh, fill in the blank. Blank like a girl. <laughs> Make. Yeah. Make. Yes. Yes. Oh, awesome. That's exactly what the girls in your program are doing. Kate, thank you so much. This has been great. What you're doing is amazing and, and you're bringing so much positivity into the world and we appreciate that. Um, if people want to connect with you personally through social, um, learn more about what you're up to, what are the best ways for them to find you? They can email me. Um, my email is kate at
2: bornjustright.org.
1: Awesome. Kate, thank you so much again. The work you're doing is very inspiring. So keep on keeping on. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for
0: listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good.
1: Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.wegetrealaf.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound
0: production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S. And to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching
1: for Veronica Horta,
0: H-O-R-T-A.
1: We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.